They got this far, then they couldn't pass the next intelligence test. Logically, there must be one. Play the contest again. Time Throughout this game, you have spent a great deal of trouble in trying to break my concentration, and it's very unlikely that you will succeed now. Welcome to the latest Doctor Who podcast quiz. This time around, we welcome two strangers back to the caravan. They've both been on holiday, they've both been away, they're both suntans. Have you actually been away together? It's Tom and Trev. Well, I can't speak for Tom, but I've certainly been enjoying the incredible lack of sunshine here in Brisbane, Australia. It has been raining constantly for the past, I don't know, fortnight, I think so. (laughs) Um, that that suntan I got at the beginning of my holiday has has disappeared very very quickly. Wow! Well, if you if you want to talk about lack of sunshine, then I mean I think you may need to pay a visit to the UK, which has just basically stopped. The UK has stopped. It's been <laughs> quarantined. No one is moving. We're under about one inch of snow, which is <laughs> massive for us. I mean. I think the weather forecasters kind of look out the window and if they see a slight prospect of it snowing, then Britain closes and transport stops and no one's no one works. So I, th- I think I'd probably prefer snow because it's a little bit more picturesque to your monsoon uh, <laughs> um, conditions, mm. Trev. But yeah, it's um, I've got to say it, it's an absolute pleasure to have you both back in the caravan. Chippy's fantastic company, but obviously, you know, chaining him to one of the seats um, in the camper van is not ideal. At least you two come here of your own volition. Okay, now you may remember some time ago, it's been a good couple of months since we had our last quiz, but I seem to remember, Trev, once again, you you, you proved your remarkable strengths in consistency and found yourself being Mm. question master once again. That's correct, is it not? It is, I'm afraid. No one needs a good memory to realise that yet again I lost a DWP quiz. So I am back in the unenviable position of quiz master. And, I, and um, my thanks go out to Oliver Saeed, Chris Price, Thomas Boyer, Chris Vint and Michael Demuro for sending in the slightly perplexing questions for this particular quiz, quiz number six. Cool. Okay. Looking at the questions here, I, I can't say that there are a lot of really hard ones. Good. But I, <laughs> I think... <laughs> So the the playing field is going to be a little bit more level, but I think there's some really interesting questions here that um, might play to certain people's strengths and or weaknesses. So let's get into it, guys, hey? I'm not not particularly interested in interesting questions. I'm only interested in easy questions. (laughs) Well, let's see if we can find you one, uh, James. Would you like to choose first a number from 1 to 10? And fingers crossed you get a nice, juicy, easy one. Okay, let's go for number 7. Number 7. Okay, well, name the first story of Doctor Who. What? Name the first story of Doctor Who. Name the first story. This is one of those questions similar to who created the Daleks, isn't it? It's um, if you say <laughs> Davros or if you say Terry Nation, you stand a chance of getting wrong. Mm. Well, the first story is collectively known as An, An Unearthly Child. That's very good. You've answered 7A. That's fantastic. (laughs) Now, to to keep that point you've earned, you need to answer 7B. What were the first words spoken in this story? Oh, that's a horrible question. (laughs) Oh, 
God. Come All on, right. James. You've got to keep that point. I haven't seen this episode in a very long time. That will teach me for not celebrating the uh, anniversary in style, <laughs> I suppose. Um, I can't even remember. I can't remember how this, how it opens. It's, it's possibly in Susan's school school room, so she's listening to the Beatles on a radio. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell you. Give us a guess. Come on, give us a guess. It's cold outside. <laughs> Is isn't that a song title by Björk? Yeah. By who? Björk. Björk? You yeah. mean Björk? Björk. Björk. Oh, is it? No, Björk. Björk's part of ABBA. I'm, I'm talking about Björk. Um, <laughs> I, anyway, no. any, anything that diverts from having to answer this question a little bit longer, I'll carry on. Yes, Björk, she's an Icelandic pop goddess. Wonderful. It's so, so yes, quiet. Love yes. her music. Yes, yes, but unfortunately, um, <laughs> not the answer to this particular question. Over to you, Tom. Do you know the first words or the first line spoken in an unearthly child? Uh, uh, from logic, I would guess that the first person to speak would be Barbara, and I guess it would be something like, um, "Ian, can I have a word with you about one of the students?" Something like that. That's that's. Pretty close, actually, but the the first line was spoken by Barbara, but it was, wait in here, please, Susan, I won't be long. She was leaving the classroom and she was telling Susan to wait. Cool. And then she went off to see Ian. Fair enough. To voice her concerns about this weird young student with an incredible interest in the French Revolution. Cool, cool, cool. So are we into the territory of half marks already? No, 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 no. We'll, we, we will stick with full marks, I think. I, I want the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So the scores are still locked at okay. zero, zero. Tom, number between one and ten, sir. Four. 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 What was the passenger number that the doctor initially introduced himself as in Voyage of the Damned? Voyage of the Damned. And it's not four. Fifty-seven. Yeah, fifty-seven. Go on. Well done, sir. Passenger 57 it is. Was that just a guess? Or? Um, you know, it was, it was kind of in my mind that I thought, okay, that, that's too silly. It can't be that. And then it's like, well, hang on, it's an RTD script. Yes, it can. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Tom takes an early lead on 1-0. James, your second question, please, sir. Uh, number three, please. <laughs> number three. All right. He played Walter in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, but what was his character names in the story City of Death? Uh, all right. We're talking about Julian Glover. Um, Scaroth. Mm, and? Uh, all of these questions are going to have two parts to them. <laughs> this time. <laughs> One of Only yours. Oh, Scaroth the Jaggeroth. Yes. <laughs> the Jaggeroth Trev. I, I asked for his two character names. <sighs> I'm not going to get it. Don't know. All right. It is indeed Scaroth the Jaggeroth. Tom, uh, over to you. Can you tell me the two character names of his character in City of Death? Well, James already done the other one. Uh, done the other one, Scaroth of Jaggeroth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one's Count Scarlioni. Uh, Very yeah. good, sir. Very good. <laughs> His nom de plume, as it were. All right, so we have Tom 2, James, nil. Tom, another question, please, sir. Oh, let's do it. I'll have a David, please, 10. Number 10. How many two-part stories are there in the Davison era of Doctor Who? Uh, 
How many two-part stories are there in the Davison era of Doctor Who? Black Orchid is one of them. I think The King's Demons is another. And I think the one with the malice in it, The Awakening, is another. Three. That is incorrect. Oh! James, do you, do you know how many two-part stories are in the Davison era of Doctor Who? Well, this is a funny question then, because I was with Tom there completely. There were three two-parters, so there must be... Oh, I know what... Very clever, whoever it is, very clever. There's four. Resurrection of the Daleks. Very good. Oh, there are okay. indeed four two-part stories in the Davison era. Um, Resurrection of the Daleks was originally transmitted as a two-part story, I think due to the Olympics or Commonwealth Games or something at the time. Fair I enough. think it may have even been due to strike action. Um, I, I, again, oh, really? I, I, I can't quite remember the reasons as to why, but it was always intended to be a four-parter, uh, so much so that it was released as a four-parter on VHS, and also it's about to be re-released on the Revisitations box set as both a four-parter and a two-parter. Mm. So, it's, yeah, it's, mm. it's an interesting question, but technically, yeah, the, the, the guy who gave you that question is correct. It is a, it is a two-parter. Very good. Okay, what? James, after that one, what is your next choice? Ooh, okay, let's go for number one then, please. Number one. Name all the companions that have seen the Doctor <laughs> regenerate. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, name all the companions. In alphabetical order, there. yes. <laughs> right, who's seen the Doctor regenerate. Who's seen? This is going to take a while, because my brain is slow at the best of times. Right, it doesn't have to be in order, presumably. No, it doesn't, but okay. um, it Let's... might be easier if you do it that way. Okay. Yeah, careful. All right, Ben and Polly, to start with. No one saw the second Doctor regenerate. Um, the third Doctor, when he changed into Tom Baker, there was the Brigadier, Sarah Jane. Now, was Harry there? All right, I'll leave Harry out for the minute because I can't remember that he was there or not. Um, I, I suppose I don't. It has to be absolutely accurate. I can't just give. I can't include additional characters who were there. I'm. I'm <laughs> going to give you some slack for certain ones you may or may not mention. Okay, yes. fair enough. Thank you. Okay, I'm just waiting to get to the Davison one. That's going to be hell. Um, <laughs> <coughs> the fourth Doctor's regeneration. Um, you can call. I don't want to say the Watcher, but. Technically, he was there, and Tegan, Adric, and Nyssa. The fifth Doctor, or to start with the easy one, Perry. And then we had, I mean, I don't know whether or not I'm going to have to include all of these, and if I do, I'm going to miss one out, but Turlo, the Master, Adric, and I can't remember any of the others there. I'm going to carry on. <laughs> sixth Doctor into the seventh Doctor, Mel, although she was unconscious so she was technically there but she didn't see it seventh into eighth no one eighth into ninth is unknown ninth into tenth was rose tenth into the eleventh was just the tardis if you include that as a character and i think <laughs> i'm done but uh, it depends, okay. how, depends how strict you're going to be because that required a lot of effort there trev so i'm, lo I'm looking for some lenience <laughs> I'm 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 going to give you some leniency here and there, but in the end, I have to say, James, you're wrong, because the the question asked name all the companions, just not 
a couple of them. So I'm going to have to pass this one over to Tom. <laughs> so what part of leniency? What what part of leniency are you giving me there? You're wrong. <laughs> Let's cover that once Tom hopefully answers the question. Right. Okay, first to second, no one. The doors were shut. Second to third, no one. He was spinning through space. Third to fourth, if the Brigadier Council's uh-huh. companion, he was there, and Sarah Jane. Fourth to fifth, Adric, Nissa, Tegan. The, do- um, the Watcher was the Doctor. Um, five to six, Perry. And that's it. The, the rest were in the Doctor's head. Um, six to seven, Mel was unconscious, so she didn't see anything. Um, seven to eight... Um, there was nobody there. He was in a he was in a, uh, in a mortuary. Um, nine uh, eight to nine, nobody knows. Nine to ten, Rose. Ten to eleven, nobody. So it's actually a really small number. So if if if, you've, if someone's been keeping keeping track through all of that, that that was how many. I think it comes down to let's have a look. Sarah Jane and the Brigadier actually watched it. Um, Nissa, Tegan, Adric, Perry. And that's about it. Oh, uh, and Rose, and that's it. Adric? Oh, yes, Adric. Yes, she was there. All right. That's some uh, that, that's some really interesting interpretations on that. And But unfortunately, Tom, I'm going to have to mark you wrong as well. Oh, no. Because because Ben and Polly were present. Were they the there? First second reg- they were, most definitely. Oh, okay. Never doubt. They were there. Now, okay, first to second is Ben and Polly. James had that right. Sec, uh, second to third, you were both right. No one was there because the Time Lords regenerated him um, by force. Third to fourth, Sarah Jane was there. And I'll count the Brigadier, although whether he's a companion or not is open to <laughs> massive interpretation. Um, Harry was not there. Mm. Um, fourth to fifth, Adric, Nissa, and Tegan. I think you both got that bang on. Um, fifth to sixth, Perry was the only one there. Sixth to seventh, no one saw it, because I think, as, as you both pointed out, Mel was a bit indisposed. Um, seven to eighth, no one. He was in the mortuary. Eighth to ninth, well, that's up to uh, hopefully a future producer to show us, but at the moment, no one knows. Ninth to tenth is Rose, and tenth to eleventh is no one. So while you both had valiant stabs, um, you're, you're both technically incorrect on that one, guys. Sorry. But a really, really technical question. Thank you for whoever sent that in. I can't remember which of our wonderful contributors sent it in. So the, lenient, so the leniency was applied? The, the leniency was <laughs> applied to the brigadier. But then in, in your case, when you started talking about the people that the fifth doctor saw in his mind, like the master, Turlow... Mm. Uh, Tegan and all them. That's where I had to say, well, no, that's not correct because they. I'm weren't not so actually... sure. I'm not so sure. I think that's a debatable point as well. You see, <laughs> so uh, I, th- I think did the TARDIS bring them back because they actually interacted with the Doctor? You see, so it's and, and especially if you've listened to a particular play, The Big Finish. Uh, put on the circular time collection. We can have the long debate. And I, knew you were I have to push home the more important. The more important point here is that I didn't miss one. I may all have right, added so- a few extra. But I didn't miss right. one. <laughs> James, I'm going to mark you wrong because you mentioned the master as being a companion. There we go. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> he was a witness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after that marathon question, who's next? <laughs> I've forgotten. Uh, it must be Tom. Cool, cool. Must be Tom. <laughs> All right, Tom. <coughs> I'll have a column, yeah. please. Six. 
Number six. I'm not going to do that for all the questions. Apart- it's actually very irritating. Number six. <laughs> an interesting question that I think you will get, Tom. Oh, dear. Apart from the appearance of the Doctor, what links the stories Mind Warp and Smith and & Jones? Oh, yes. Mind Warp? Hmm. And Smith and & Jones? Um. Oh. I have absolutely no idea. Okay, James, do you know what links Mind Warp and Smith and & Jones? Apart from the Doctor, of course. I thought I did, but no. <laughs> I didn't. Okay, I thought, well. I, I have, I'm going to guess, though. I'm going to guess. Okay. I'm, going to, I'm going to say the young ones. In what way? Do you need any more explanation? Well, considering I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, then, okay. Yes. Oh, <laughs> that's a slight problem, I suppose. Yeah, all right. There were characters from the young ones in both episodes. No, I mean, Chris Ryan, wouldn't it? Yeah. No, he wasn't in Smith and Jones, was he? No, no he wasn't. I was hoping that another character may have been, but it's obviously <laughs> not a correct guess. <laughs> they were both no. in hospital. <laughs> um. the, the story is linked by one actor, yes, the actor Trevor Laird, who appeared oh. as Frax in Mind Warp and yeah. Clive Jones in Smith and Jones. So there you go. Oh, is that him? No one gets that. Mm. Yeah. No, I completely Trevor forgot. Laird. Yeah. See, Toby would have got that one. That would mean it's James's <laughs> turn for a question. What are the scores, Trev? The the scores for those interested at home are Tom two, James one. So it's, okay. it could be anyone's game at the moment. It's very exciting. <laughs> so James, turn. I believe it's your turn, sir. What numbers have we got left? We have left for your choices. We have two. Five, we have eight, we have nine. That's it. Okay. All right, let's try number nine then. Um, that's, is, oh, this is my favourite question. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what is the earliest Doctor Who story with a writer who is still alive today? Oh, um. So, what is the Doctor Who story with a writer that is still surviving today? <clears throat> I have absolutely no idea. I, I'm really, really poor with writers of the black and white era. So um, I, I know that Anthony Coburn wrote An Unearthly Child, and I'm pretty certain that he's died. But uh... The beauty about this is you can take a stab in the dark and give me an early story name, and you know, you've got a chance of being right. Oh, it's a, it's a story I'm looking for, is it? You, you, you need to give me the story name, the which story has a name. writer that is still alive, yes. Uh... Don't I? I don't know. Planet of the Giants. Incorrect, I'm afraid. Um, but that is a really good stab in the dark, actually, and I'll explain why later. Um, Tom, do you know the answer to that question? No idea. Um, let's say the, the Marco Polo. Okay. Incorrect. And I'll first I'll start with why James had a really good stab in the dark, because the writer of Planet of the Giants is Louis Marx, mm. who, di- mm. who died on the 17th of September 2010. So that now makes the uh, earliest story with the Doctor Writer still alive, the writer of the Space Museum, Glyn Jones. Right, He's still with us. So really, really good, really, really good try there, James. I mean, if we'd done this quiz three three months ago, you would have been correct. Thank you very much, but it doesn't help me. (laughs) (laughs) Tom, next one, please, sir. Eight. Number eight. Name the five books from the classic series of Doctor Who that have not been officially novelised. That's hard. There's only five of them. Five stories in total that have not been turned into official novelizations. 
Good Lord. For every story I'm thinking of, I can see a Target cover. <laughs> kind of alarming. Um, it's not them, then. No. <laughs> um, all right, Paradise Towers. Greatest show in the galaxy. Attack of the Cybermen. Classic series, yeah? Mm. Okay. Um, because none of the new series have been novelised. True, true. Uh, Happiness Patrol and Survival. There we go. Tom, it is my great pleasure to announce to you that absolutely none of them are correct. James, what are the five books from the classic series that have not been officially novelised? Okay, well, I I don't know. I don't know either. And I'm going to have a guess just to see if I can get more than uh, zero, (laughs) which then again, you might apply your leniency policy. Um, Okay, let's... Well, the thing is, I had a number of novelizations, and again, the ones I'm thinking of, you know, I, I could see a cover or I can remember reading. So I don't remember reading a novelization of The Demons. But go on, I'll say that as, as, as one. Okay. Um, can I say Sharda? You can say it if you want. That, that can be one of your choices, sure. Okay, let's say Sharda then. Uh, uh, I'm sure all of the regeneration stories and new stories were done. So let's try um, The Underwater Menace. The Crotons and Space Pirates. Is that five? I think one that's more. five, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's five, yeah. Give us one more anyway, come on. One more. <laughs> it's hopelessly <laughs> wrong. You may as well chuck another one in there. Okay. Um, let's say... Okay. Um, Highlanders. Okay. It is my proud duty to inform you, James, that absolutely every one of those choices <laughs> is correct. No, it's not. I lied. You actually got one of them. You you actually got one of them correct. Sharda oh. has never been officially novelized. Now oh, the the other four that have never been novelized are the Pirate Planet, City of Death, Resurrection of the Daleks, and Revelation of the Daleks. Wow! Wow! There you go. And I have a funny feeling that that oh, it's easy to guess why the two Dalek ones haven't been novelized. And I think it has a lot to do with the Douglas Adams estate as to why um, the other three haven't been novelised. Oh, okay. From what I understand, anyway. So, Mm. no points for anyone, I'm afraid. Sorry. (laughs) Um, James, you're next, sir. (laughs) Um, I think two's left, isn't it? Yes, I think that's... Okay, let's get number two, then. All right, question two for James. Uh, in our episode commentary for Midnight, you noticed there was an EastEnders actress in it. But who is the EastEnders actress who appears in The Time Warrior? Oh, June Brown, Dot Cotton. Mm. Very good. Slim-hipped Excellent. vixen. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is, now, this is very exciting. Tom, you've got one more question. Mm. The scores are tied to all, so you have to get this one to win the quiz. Oh, dear. And... What's even more scary is I don't have a tiebreaker question, so please get it right. Um, the, the <laughs> well, that can all be arranged. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to arrange one very quickly if that's the case. Um, question five for Tom, the last one. What's the name of the ambassador the Doctor impersonates in the Daleks' master plan? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> so you don't know the answer? No. No. <laughs> All right, well, I'm, I'm going to pass it over to James. And, James, you have the opportunity here to take the quiz in your hand and give me the name of the ambassador that the Doctor impersonated in Dalek's Master Plan. I don't know. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, you're a genius. Okay. Right. 
Um, can I just answer. come up with random things that I can remember <laughs> about? It might Kemble, Brett Vion, um really <laughs> dodgy sets. Ask me, ask me what Brett Vion's call sign was. Zephon, um, Sarah Kingdom, Mark Corey, uh, Charlie, Charlie, dude. Charlie Alpha. <laughs> Katrina, Katriana, no, Katrina, <laughs> um, Mavic Chen. Aye, Mavic Chen, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> 12 parts. <laughs> 13. Right. Mission City Unknown. Merry Christmas to all of you. <laughs> Uh, well, again, unsurprisingly, you are all shockingly, embarrassingly incorrect. The name of the ambassador the Doctor impersonates is Zephon, or Zephon. I said Zephon. He did. I said Zephon, he, I just didn't know it was the when? right answer. Listen when? to my, re- listen to my he recording, did say it. honestly. He did say it. Unfortunately, right, right though, from the outset. So did Zephon come during that multitude of millions of answers, did yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, then we, we, we can't accept that, because that's like your, your 15th answer. Can you look up leniency, please? <laughs> <laughs> let's let let's let's do this I properly. Think the word is lenient. Um, I'm not sure. How about giving me point one of a mark on this? That's what after all this, after all this dribble we've gone on about, I've, I've actually found a good tiebreaker question, so um, <laughs> we can go for that if you like. Um, but I got it right. I know, but it was your fifteenth answer, um, Monk- James. Unfortunately, Monkeys, cages, typewriters. <laughs> <laughs> Russell unfortunately, James. You, unfortunately, James. In the fifteen thousand answers that were just suddenly blurted out, you did have the answer in there, but it wasn't your first oh, answer. The ambassador's name, it, indeed, so was <laughs> the ambassador's name, indeed, was Zephon, um, mm. but it wasn't your first answer. So, I think, in in all fairness, because it wasn't your first one, we we should go to the tiebreaker question. Now, the way this will work is. Um, I will have one question for you both. The first person to jump in with their name and give the answer instantly will be the one I will accept. I, I, I will not accept you saying your name and then spending 20 minutes deciding on the answer. Okay. Isn't it self-evident who's speaking? <laughs> Tom, Tom! Is that what? my buzzer name, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I have to say. James! So if I, want, if I want Tom to answer and I don't know, I just say Tom to <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I think I'll pick I think I'll pick um your your voice because you do a terrible impersonation of Tom, I've heard it. Um ooh, all right, ooh, so this this, <laughs> this is the tiebreaker <laughs> This is the tiebreaker question. The first person in who says their name can answer the question. Can you name me the first story the question mark umbrella appeared? Tom. Answer. Uh, Paradise Terrace. That is incorrect. James, do you know the answer? Time and Arani. Again, that is incorrect. Oh, it's a Colin Baker. We have to go to a... No, it's actually Delta and the Bannerman, guys. Sorry. Oh, really? Um, wow. Okay. Mm, and I've got to come up with another tiebreaker tiebreaker, don't I? So, okay. I, I have a tiebreaker tiebreaker question here from another randomly picked part of Doctor Who history. All right. The question is, the tiebreaker tiebreaker, who is the director of Planet of Evil? James. What's the answer, James? Louis Marx. That is incorrect. Tom, do you know the answer to the question? Douglas Canfield. That is, again, incorrect. <laughs> it's actually David Maloney. Oh, my goodness. Oh. We need to go to a tiebreaker, tiebreaker, tiebreaker. Um, oh, hang on. Yeah, my heart's just stopped. <laughs> okay, I've got another one. Here is the tiebreaker, tiebreaker, tiebreaker question. Tom. Can you name the... <laughs> Type 40. Stop that. 
<laughs> no, that's incorrect. Can you name the actress who played Miss Dawson in Doctor Who and the Silurians? No. No. <laughs> this, these are Toby Haydock questions. He, know, he knows this stuff. I know, I know, I know. Okay, we now need to go to the tiebreaker, 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 tiebreaker question. And again, I need an instant answer to this question with your name. No thinking time allowed. First person in who can tell me all the stories of season 18 in order. James. James, please go for it. What? (laughs) No, it was. It was definitely me to start with. Right, that's it. That's it. I'm, I'm leaving. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember the first one I can't remember the others James I'm going to have to throw it to Tom mate Sorry (laughs) Season 18 stories please sir Right Okay The Leisure Hive Oh of course I know the rest Megloth Oh god, Tom, 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 Tom. Okay, um, we'll, we'll, we'll go. Um... No, no, no. Thinking time. I think that no, was set in the word. <laughs> uh, we'll go. For... Um, 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 um. Counts as thinking time. Okay. Need another question, Trev. <laughs> All right. I'll wear that. I'll wear that. He's right. Actually, technically, he's right. The answer is what. The answer was full circle, state of decay, um, warrior's gate, then into the keeper of truck and the Logopolis, but. Yeah. Mm. I, yeah, had, I had it from there onwards. <laughs> I yeah, from there sorry. Onwards. From I'm, I'm going to come up with the easiest question you could ever possibly come up with just to get rid of this deadlock. This. 11. <laughs> 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 All right. First person in with their name gets to answer. Who is the director of the upcoming Christmas Carol? James. James. It's Toby Haynes. Very good, sir. Finally, <gasps> we come up with a result. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yeah, I have to say that's the, one that, that's the most that's the most satisfying quiz win. I think <laughs> that's the most protracted, Ever. elongated. My goodness, this <laughs> took so long. Quiz win in history. My goodness, yes. wow! Four tiebreaker questions. That has to be some sort of record somewhere in the universe. Yes, without this going along too longer, James, you are the winner with three points to Hooray. Tom's two points. Congratulations, James. Thank you very much indeed. Well done, sir. I will be most gracious in victory. And, uh, yeah, a valiant opponent once again, Tom, but just try a little bit harder. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I would like to say before we do move on um, to whatever else we've got unplanned for this particular show, um, there's been a discussion over on our forums about the future format of the quiz. had some great ideas, um, people suggesting that the three of us take on other podcasts and uh, have a... (laughs) You know, basically a university challenge style um, quiz. And I think, as I've reiterated on several occasions on our forums, guys, we would lose. But apart from that, um, I, I think it's a very good idea. I would be interested, I think all three of us will be interested in hearing if you've got any other ideas that are perhaps a little bit more easy logistically to come up with. Um, we will probably try something, put something together at Gallifrey, Trev, uh, with a couple of other podcasters perhaps. Yeah, yeah, Because if we're, if, we're, if we're all physically together then we may well be able to kind of come up with some kind of drunken after-hours Doctor Who quiz. And recording <laughs> will be quite um, quite easy then. Uh, listening, on the other hand, may be much harder. But yeah, but please please visit the Doctor Who podcast forums. Take a look at what suggestions have been made and see if you can come up with something uh, that would be really good for your fellow listeners to listen to. Good. Absolutely. I, I would totally agree. See you all next year, guys. Yeah.